To kick off each hour of the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive, we've asked the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese to say a prayer. the fours and beyond class at St. Anne's Preschool. Thanks for listening to 1160 The Quest. And thank you for doing the prayer. We really appreciate love the preschool kids when they do the prayer. I'm Dave Savage, and this is the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive on AM 1160 The Quest. Uh, we've got some guests here. I'm, I'm going to introduce you in just a little bit. I just want to uh, take care of a couple orders of business here uh just to give an update we are at uh what did i do with my notes here here we go um we're, we're not even halfway to our one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar uh goal for the for the three-day pledge drive two days are gone this is the last day we really need some help here uh to so that we can fund the programming uh here at the quest so uh i we're going to start the day off strong because we've got a dollar for dollar match meaning you donate 20 bucks, it's a $40 donation. $100, $200, and so on. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. And I know that a lot of people uh, are hurting right now. I mean, a lot of people have not recovered financially from the pandemic, and or maybe they were hurting going into the pandemic. And we really appreciate the monthly donors that we get. That That's the lifeblood of, of what we do here at The Quest. And... I, I, I want to thank all the monthly donors, but if you could find it to maybe increase that monthly donation, I hate to even ask that, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to because, you know, the, the fact is with the inflation and everything, every household and every business is paying more for things than they were a year ago right now. And we're in no different situation here at the Quest. So if you can possibly give a little bit more if you can swing that, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can just call 470-508-1160. You can donate on thequestatlanta.com, or if you have the app on your phone, don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't, get it, and then you can donate that way too. Once again, that phone number, 470-508-1160. And right now, oh, well here, let me let me introduce our guest first. Let's let's do that. Uh Amanda Haley, you're from Christ the King? Yes, I am. Yeah, great. Well, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Um and so we are going to be talking this morning uh about the journey of the priesthood, correct? That we are. And so you brought somebody with you today, didn't you? I did. Father Ray Panetta, he is our director of vocations for the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and I actually work with Father Ray. Uh, um, not only do I go to Christ the King, but I work at the Archdiocese on an ongoing formation for priests. And so we are going to talk about the journey of priests from discernment, the time of discernment, all the way through active ministry, where, where our department actually helps priests with um conferences and education and continuing formation so we're real excited today. i'm excited to hear this too because i'm just guessing here that the quest probably has a little involvement here along the way in that journey to priesthood uh, 
<laughs> I would imagine that it does. We're happy to be here to support Quest Radio, and it does play such an important role by providing informative and inspiring content and programming that highlights our faith. And uh, I think Father Ray is going to talk about this a little bit more, but you know, it does um, cultivate um, a Catholic identity in Atlanta, and it's something that's really important because you know there's resources, you can mm-hmm. listen to things, and you can get your an- questions answered. So it yeah. is very wonderful. So I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to kick back here. I'm going to interrupt in just a little bit to give that phone number out again, but uh, go ahead. Well, as I mentioned, um, I'm here with Father Ray Panetta, who's our Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and he has um, uh, a lot to say about vocations today, so we're just going to start with him and ask him to uh, share just a little bit about yourself and then maybe tell your vocation story, because we all love to hear vocation stories. (laughs) Great. Thank you, Amanda. It's good to be here. uh, so again, yeah, Father Ray Panetta, I'm the Director of Vocations uh, for the Archdiocese. I've been in this role for just a little over a year now. A year ago, um, Archbishop Hartmeyer entrusted this to me, and it's been quite a year. Very busy, uh, but busy and blessed in a lot of ways to journey with men and women who approach me um, with that question, like, what is it that the Lord is doing in my life, and how can I respond to His invitation? So it's um, it's a it's a... It's a job that I didn't envision having. I think when we're in seminary, we don't think that we're going to end up anywhere except a parish. And then we get pulled into these different parts of the church that are necessary. Um, so it's been really life-giving to be a part of, of this, this, this side of things, being able to help in the formation of priests and the discernment of people. Um, and so uh, in terms of my story... Uh, I, I I tried over the years to narrow down to a, um, just a, like a few minutes, but it's really difficult sometimes just because I think we can all look back and see that the Lord has just done so much more than we even uh, are aware of sometimes. And uh, But I'll try to be brief here. Um, so I'm originally from Mexico. My family is from Mexico, from a very remote part of Mexico in the southwestern curve of the, of the country, I call it. The state is Guerrero. Um, um, most people know that state because Acapulco is on the coast of that state. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, uh, big tourist spot uh, a while back. Um, but we're from the inland, from the from the from the mountainside, and we are uh, again from a very remote town. And that was where my family, my mom and dad, uh, where they met and where they intended to raise their family. And uh, right around when I was two years old, uh, my family was uh, my mother and I were in a in a pretty uh, pretty tragic car accident uh, that almost claimed our lives. It left my mother in a coma and with severe um, uh, medical issues, and so that prompted my father to need to like rethink, you know, what he needed to do to support his family to provide for their needs. So we moved to LA, seeking just a, a, a better life, better possibility of uh, my father helping my mother recover from from the injuries. And um, and in LA, we kind of established a, a good community there with other relatives that had moved there from the same. From the same region, um, however, uh, my dad was just looking for a better uh, lifestyle, and my aunt had moved, uh, chasing her now husband, mm-hmm. uh, to Atlanta right before the Olympics, and so she reached out to my dad and said, "Why don't you come over here? There's a lot of work, and um, we'll, I think there's a lot of opportunities here for you to find some stability." And and my father came out first, and he found a job and got established and then he brought my mother and I and my then siblings um, to Atlanta where we 
uh, became members of the cathedral community, but we were at the mission, which used to be in Limburg, and the mission has since moved a couple of times as it grew. But that was such a beautiful, beautiful community to be a part of as a child. Um, if you think about it, the mission was in an apartment complex where we lived. <laughs> so in the throughout the week, the our backyard was where we played, like our playground, and like throughout the complex. But then on Saturday and Sunday was our church. That's wonderful. And it was just that kind of sense of of community and that that uh, the way of that we received that education and that kind of lifestyle. It wasn't just kind of something that we did. It was something that was just a part of kind of our routine, our way of life. Um, it was known like we needed to keep the place a certain way because we were going to have church there. We we're going to have classes there. So, um, so your whole life was centered around the church. It was, yeah. Thanks, is... thanks be to God, yeah. Uh, everything we had been through, we couldn't have done without the support of the church community. Um, and so there's a lot, a lot of grace in, in just even at that point. But they're uh, kind of encountering uh, the fuller life of the church with the priests and the religious. So Sister Maria de Jesus, who was um, there helping us at the mission, became a good friend of the family. And she would come over for like Bible study and rosaries and, you know, meals. And that presence was just incredible and it just planted a real seed in my heart to like understand that there's you know there's more that we can do you know we were always encouraged to think about like our future you know what can we do to live the american dream and all of that but um it was beautiful to also have as an option um that we could do something uh for the church and for the lord well that's a powerful story it mm -hmm. really is um an amazing journey to atlanta we're glad you're here mm -hmm. in atlanta and we're glad you're a priest for the archdiocese um, can you tell us a little bit about your vocation story how that happened sure so that being kind of the ground the groundwork i mean we then moved out to gwinnett county um and uh, so it was hard to leave that community because again it was so centered around the church and then gwinnett county at the time it was still very much growing so Whereas church was in our backyard, literally, now we had to drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get to, to our parish. Um, and at the time, St. Patrick's in Norcross was the only place that was that really had a Hispanic community. So that's where we would go. And we lived closer to other churches, but that's the community that um, kind of my parents found a home in. And um, and that's where, where the rest of the story kind of came to be. Now, throughout my middle school years and high school years, I didn't really think about it too much. But um, after... After having a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, um, kind of events in my life where I had to really come to terms with the fact that like God had definitely been doing something, I, I had to ask the question like what you know what is the reason that like my life has been what it has been mm -hmm. and that the Lord has like spared me of a lot of a lot of uh, pretty dangerous things I would say, um, and in asking that question naturally I was just kind of led to have conversations with the priests at at the parish the uh, deacons and. Um, and their support just so natural uh, as a part of, of the way that they kind of were, had, had built trust with my family. It allowed me to have the courage to respond um, when everybody was applying to colleges and I was applying to colleges. So, so I had the courage to say, like, maybe the Lord is asking something different. And having their support was just so essential in, in knowing that this, um, if it is God's will, you know, this could be something that, that would, uh, would pan out. Thank you, Father. We uh, love the story. I love to hear these stories uh, of how it came to be. I, I just want to take a little time to break in here uh, and mention this is the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, if if we got to thank some people here because you two 
are very popular. Amanda <laughs> and Father Father Ray, uh, very popular. Let me just uh, give a shout out to a few people here. Uh, Mary Mack of Atlanta, thank you very much. That's in honor of Amanda. Uh, in honor of Father Ray and Amanda, we got Betsy uh, from Washington. Thank you very much. John from Dunwoody, thank you. Mary, in honor of Amanda. Mary's from Atlanta. Uh, Rankin from Atlanta, in honor of Father Ray and Amanda. Uh, I don't know if, I think it's Khaki. Khaki, uh, yeah. Yeah, in, in honor of Amanda. Love you, Mom, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assuming that's your daughter. That is, that is. <laughs> and then uh, also Nancy, in honor of Amanda, from her great Aunt Nancy from Dallas, Texas. All right. Thank you right. very much for the generosity. Now, I want to mention that each one of those... I don't care if they gave $5. I don't care if they gave $1,000. It got matched dollar for dollar. So every one of those donations that I just mentioned there, they're all doubled. Easy, easy, so easy to take advantage of that. Uh, all you got to do is call 470-508-1160. You can go to thequestatlanta.com or tap Donate on the Quest Atlanta app. And once again, that phone number is 470-508-1160 for the quest, uh, the best of the quest pledge drive on AM 1160, the quest. And uh, Amanda Haley from Christ the King, along with uh, Father Ray. Uh, so go ahead, I'll, I'll interrupt here in just a little bit. All right, yeah. well, um, speaking of quest radio and and kind of, you know, how you talked about, you know, your your entire faith life was centered around the church. You, you just, you had a culture um, and it was, you lived it. And so that was part of your vocation. Um, tell us a little bit about how you think quest radio can assist the archdiocese with vocations in creating a, a culture to, um, you know, spur um, vocations. Sure. Yeah, good question. I think uh, I think that's uh, you know in the formation circles, I, I'm learning a lot. There's a lot of education that comes along with like this role, and so um, as you interact with other vocation directors and other kind of programs that that help us in the formation of, of seminarians. There's this term that's been thrown around for several years now, and it's called like it's it, the the phrase is creating a culture of vocations or a culture of discernment, if you will. And um, you know, you can imagine how important that is. That you that like like you mentioned, uh, Amanda, that I had that, and I didn't know that I had that. It was just part of part of it. But that's kind of what a culture is. You just kind mm-hmm. of exist in it. It becomes a part of you, in a certain sense. And I think we have to recognize that as much as we're growing in Atlanta and the Catholic community, it's a real blessing. I mean, leading the nation in, in so many ways, it's it's a, it's a really phenomenal thing. We don't actually have a Catholic culture still. I mean, we have a lot of Catholics that are on fire and in love with the Lord and with the church. Um, but in terms of cultivating a Catholic culture, it's not there. Um, and, and that makes sense because, you know, who would have thought that the South would have been what it is today in terms of Catholicism? Exactly. And it takes a long time for a culture to develop or to ingrain itself, you know. Um, but doing things like this, like kind of creating the environment of the Catholic mind, of being able to say, like, you know, you're creating a space where, like, um, good content is influencing your, your family life and your life and the way that you are living your discipleship. Um, and you're surrounding yourself with that. We we take for granted the noise and how the noise impacts us, you know. And so I would say, like, part of Catholic Radio, Quest Catholic Radio, is that um, they are contributing to that cultivation of a culture where, like, it is something that creates an environment that lends itself to prayer, to discipleship, to families, like, uh, journeying together in the faith, um, to getting the resources that are that are necessary, the education that is necessary, 
And little by little, what that's going to do, I truly believe, is it's going to allow us to have the bigger conversations. It's going to allow us to be able to uh, engage the question of, is it possible that the Lord is calling me to, to the priesthood? Is it possible the Lord is calling me to the religious life, um, which is so essential to the life of the church, not just for the sacramental aspect, but for the identity of the church. You know, to be able to see priests and religious um, in public and, and so present, it's going to go a long way in giving us the confidence to live out the faith um, and to do it, you know, journeying together um, it, it, with all of the with all of the kind of um, challenges that are still in front of us, but uh, with all of the excitement that is behind us as well. What are the other facets of, you know, cultivating a culture of vocations? You had, uh, when we had talked earlier this week, you had mentioned a few of them. Could you tell the audience sure. a little bit more about that? Sure. A lot of it is um, kind of caught up truly in, um, in, in, in the, the, we never take prayer for granted, but sometimes we, we, we actually, we say we don't want to, but we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wonder sometimes if our prayers are effective. I want to, I want to uh, go back to like when I was first discerning, I remember I, uh, Archbishop Donahue was the, the Archbishop of Atlanta at the time. And he had a phrase that he would use. Um, and the phrase was, we get the priests we pray for. And, you know, on the surface, it seems, okay, that's accurate. Like, okay, are we praying for more priests? Are we praying for more priests? So I thought, on the surface, what it means is we're going to get the number of priests that we are like praying to receive. But in reality, I think what he meant, and I never confirmed this, but just kind of knowing a little bit more about him, I, I think what he meant was precisely that uh, we are getting the type of priests that we are praying for. Are we praying now for holy priests? Are we praying now for the kind of priest that is going to be able to minister to my family situation? Whatever struggle I'm going through, whatever struggle my children are going through, are we praying now for men who are in formation to, to have that? to have that 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 um, a good education, good fostering of their own compassion, of their own heart, their own love for the Lord and the, the love for the Lord's people. Um, so it, it's, it's about having that awareness, that awareness that like our prayers very specifically can alter um, what is happening in the formation of our young men and the support that we give them. Another really important facet is, you know, um, priests, kind of the, one of the more iconic things about priesthood is that we don't, we, we, we forego our family by living out the celibate state. And we do so to serve the church better, but also as a gift and as a witness to like, you know, what will be in the fullness of time. But uh, we still need a family. We, and not just our own biological families that can support us. Um, the reality is a lot of our seminarians are coming from contexts where like their families may not support them um, for whatever reason, their own struggles, their own challenges, our own woundedness. Um, they need the presence of, of families in the parishes, in the communities that they uh, end up serving in the summers and in on, on assignments. Um, they need the witness and the invitation of families to be able to give them that 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 really beautiful grounding that they have that support something as simple as inviting a seminarian over for a dinner or or being able to kind of uh invite them into a, a very special prayer intention or, or a a tradition that your family might have something like that it goes a long way when a man is returns to seminary and in seminary there's this like bubble where like it's a very like high pressure place because you're trying to cover a lot of ground you need to have an experience that you bring with you into seminary to remind you why you're there. And families are going to be essential in, in kind of uh, giving the, the, the men information that sense of like, this is why I'm doing it. It's for that very concrete situation that that family's going through, for that very beautiful witness that they gave to me. Um, 
and 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 just being okay with that and the of course i would say the next biggest component of creating that culture is precisely making an an, an option for our for our young people you know we we encourage them to be successful in so many ways but it's important for them to know that like among the many things that we desire of them is that if the lord is calling them to be priests to be religious that they are free to do that and that we are uh, joyful about that and even though it means it's going to be complicated and difficult and um, challenging for the whole family making it an option i think is going to go the longest way so i i was wondering if someone is feeling called to discern the priesthood what what is their what is their first step father ray would they contact you or contact the archdiocese how, how does that work they can certainly do that but i think the the most uh, successful scenarios that i've seen and even coming from my own experience is to be able to approach someone that you trust um, and, and I would say someone not just that you trust as a friend, but someone, a friend who shares the same mind, the same objectives, someone who is also invested in like their own holiness or their own desire to serve the Lord. Um, and, and I think that that's, that goes a long way because you, you'll, you'll learn that you're not alone in, in the thoughts that you have. You know, sometimes living out discipleship, it's a very unusual thing in our modern day, you know, so, um, to be reminded that you're not the only one thinking this way, um, and to and to journey together with other people who share the same mind, it's going to go a very long way and give you the confidence to respond with courage to the invitation of the Lord. You know, Father, you you mentioned something and it made me think. It, it's like we're always praying for priests, but this is the first time I think I've heard pray for the quality of priest mm. that we get it I, I don't know I, it just kind of struck me yeah we always pray for priests and vocations and all that but uh th that's really something to think about yeah thank you very much mm -hmm. uh we're talking with father ray and father you're with christ the king right um i was there as on assignment a few years ago and uh but i'm now full-time in the vocations office okay great great and then uh amanda haley you're with christ the christ king. the king and work at the archdiocese yes. okay great yes. great so uh but anyway uh we're talking about the journey of the priesthood here on the best of the quest pledge drive on AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, we want to thank uh, Caroline and Peter from Roswell in honor of Amanda. So thank you very much for the donation. And um, I just want to mention, too, that we've got dollar for dollar match money up right now. It's going away at 9 o'clock. So you've got a half hour to get that uh, taken care of. To, you know, your $50 donation is $100 and so on. So make sure that you're doing that. And I also want to mention, too, I mentioned this a few times yesterday, but everyone who calls in or donates, I mean, obviously we want the donation, but we're, even if you just call in during the pledge drive, we are going to have a novena of masses offered for the members of your family who are away from the faith. So, you know, get your name on that list, uh, make a donation, and obviously if, if, if you can't swing a donation right now, that's fine. We'll still get you on that list for the novena of masses for your family members who are away from the faith. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a little break right here, and we will be back shortly talking with Amanda and Father Ray on the quest. You are listening to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our fall pledge drive, where the theme is The Best of the Quest, Stories of Inspiration. 
After hearing these stories of inspiration, if you are moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. In today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see Versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. AM 1160 The Quest had such an overwhelming response to the Book of Esther Bible study that we're once again teaming up with Proclaim My Word to bring you a new study called God's Plan to Protect You. Carrie Allen, what are you going to do? Present the letter to the Ephesians written by St. Paul. It's an awesome letter that he is trying to encourage the Ephesians to stay strong in their faith, not to forget their first love and to understand that God has a plan for them and he has a plan for all of us. Sounds great. How do we get on this. Go to the website, proclaimmyword.org, and register, sign up, and then you can download the study guide, which you can use as you're listening. But also, it will give you an opportunity to form some small groups, either virtually with another group, or you can use in person, in your area, in your church, neighborhood, or whatever, that you can uh, study the Letter to the Ephesians together. The Letter to the Ephesians Bible Study starts this October on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Hey, it's Christy with Healthy Coverage for Life. We offer low monthly health insurance premiums, no co-pays, and except for hospital stays, there are no deductibles. Time to start saving. HealthyCoverageForLife.com In the most recent edition of the Georgia Bulletin, read about a new evangelization document outlining a cohesive vision for college campus ministries. The September 15th issue also shares the Pope's plea for peace. Learn more at georgiabulletin.org. We've all heard it said before. Catholics aren't pro-life, they're pro-birth, and it ends there. Pro-lifers don't care about mothers or babies after they're born. But that's simply not true. Help take away that pro-abortion talking point by supporting Walking with Moms in Need. An initiative helping pregnant and parenting women in need. Your parish is called to help these moms in need. Some parishes in the Archdiocese already have this program in place, providing a variety of assistance to moms, including things like maternity clothing, children's clothing, diapers, and having baby showers for moms who chose life. Your time, talent, and treasure are needed. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops is asking each parish to create their own Walking with Moms in Need program. If your parish has not started the program, ask how you can help start it. To learn more about Walking with Moms in Need and how you can help, go to walkingwithmoms.com. According to a survey by CNR Research, more than half the people underestimate their monthly subscription bills by nearly $100. From video and music streaming to gaming, they forgot about some of them but kept making the payments. Is it possible you have some? Maybe you can make the Quest your forgotten subscription. We're totally listener-supported. We rely on donations from people like you just to stay on the air. Please prayerfully consider making a monthly donation to support AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. The Quest presents 
Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. You are amazing and wonderful and enough. I think oftentimes we fall into comparison traps and we think I'm not good enough or I'm not like this person. Sally has her kids in dance or Sarah's kids are on honor roll, whatever. Like the Lord knows that you are who's best for your children, right? And your main goal as a mom is to get your kids to heaven. It doesn't really matter. Like when you get to heaven, St. Peter's not like, hey, did you play five seasons of soccer? No. Oh, you had a bad mom. <laughs> or were you on the honor roll? Oh, your mom didn't try hard enough with those flashcards. No, your job as a mom is to love your children, help them to know, love, and serve our Lord and get them to heaven. And the best mom you can be is accepting who you are. Be the best you you can be. You can't be Cameron Frat. You would be a horrible Cameron Frat. I can't be my friend Julia, who's amazing and wonderful. I need to be me. So be you, be yourself, and uh, get your kids to heaven. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Quest invites you to cover the bishops and priests in the Archdiocese of Atlanta in prayer. Just volunteer to commit one hour of prayer per week for a year. No meetings, no paperwork, no reports, just prayer. Learn more at sevensistersapostolate.org. The Best of the Quest, stories of inspiration pledge drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to the Best of the Quest pledge drive on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. We just heard a little message there from the Seven Sisters. We're going to be talking about that in just a little bit here on AM 1160, The Quest, the best of the Quest Pledge Drive. And we are talking with Father Ray and also Amanda Haley uh, about uh, the journey of the priesthood. And interesting so far. We love it. But I want to mention uh, this is a pledge drive, and we have match money up until 9 o'clock. So if you want to get that pledge in right now, it would be a great time to do it because uh, dollar for dollar, you're being matched no matter what the donation is. I don't care if it's $2,000. We've got that much match money, but I don't want to leave a single dollar of it left un unmatched. So make sure that you're um, donating right now. Uh, don't wait. <laughs> do it now before 9 o'clock. 470-508-1160. You can go to thequestatlanta.com or tap the donate button on your phone on the app. Uh, once again, that number is 470-508-1160. Amanda? Yes, you know. Oh, uh, hold on. i got to turn your microphone on before anybody can hear you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank ahead. you. Well, and I just want to echo what Dave says. You know, the Quest is 100% listener-supported Catholic radio, mm -hmm. and it really depends on your generosity to keep bringing quality national and local programming to you. So I just encourage everybody to make a donation online or, or, or by calling the 470-508-1160. Um, and, you know, you can hear these great programs, like, for instance, our Archbishop, Archbishop mm -hmm. Hartmere has a radio show now called Peace and All Good. And it's just one of the great local programs that the Quest has. So, And, you know, and aside, let me just jump in here, but aside from just the local programming, it's also things like we just heard that Seven Sisters mentioned. There's things going on in the Archdiocese. There's things going on in the parishes that we're talking about, that we're letting people know about. And that's another great thing that the Quest brings to this community, to the, the greater Atlanta area. Uh, and it, it requires money. I mean, we've, we've got a studio here, we've got offices, very frugal. There's nothing lavish here, but 
we it, it does cost money. So 470-508-1160 is that number to call. And thank you. We were just talking with Father Ray about creating a, a Catholic culture um, um, to for vocations. And um, I was we were just interested, Father Ray, if you could tell us a little bit about what you do as the director of vocations. I um, have not been Catholic all my life, but I and I did know somebody was in charge of vocations. But until I started working at the archdiocese, I didn't really know what the director of vocations does. Yes. So. Um... I thought I knew as well before getting <laughs> getting into this role, before the Archbishop asked me to take over this role. Um, it, it's, a, it's a really beautiful way to, to live your priesthood. Um, like I said, it's a very unique ministry that you'll be asked to do. Um, I just, I'm so fortunate. I, I inherited a very good program. We've had very good vocation directors in the past, and um, and I feel like I they just gave me this gift of uh, a good group of guys to journey with. And I think when people think vocation director, they kind of default to just that, right? So like, and, and certainly that is the uh, most of what I what I invest into in terms of energy and kind of um, time uh, journeying with the men who are in our formation program, and even before that. So I would say there's a few different parts um, that I can identify. First, the discernment. So like creating opportunities for people to discern. So those are like anything from our events to discernment masses to more one-on-one accompaniment with young men and women who come and who feel like the Lord might be calling to something other than marriage. Or maybe feeling the call to marriage and needing encouragement even in that, because that is truly also a beautiful vocation. Um, But I think people, uh, as they default to like, okay, priesthood equals vocation, that is a lot of what we do. Um, And so everything from those moments of early discernment, asking the first questions, seeking accompaniment that way, to the application process, which I don't know if people are aware, but it's a whole process, um, um, and it's it's good. We have a lot of a lot of parts of that in place for very good reasons. It's a psychological evaluation, different recommendations from your pastor, from your family, from your friends, um, a health evaluation, a biography, um, interviews, things like that. You know, uh, to to allow us to get a bigger picture, a full, more full understanding of what uh, what a man is bringing forward to be formed. Um, and then that allows the Archbishop and myself to make a decision on on who becomes a part of our formation program for the priesthood. And then placing them in the seminary, we use a couple of different seminaries um, because we feel like they're going to form our guys to suit the needs of our Archdiocese, which is very diverse, very big, um, you know, varied in a lot of other ways. And so using a couple of different uh, options uh, for formation is going to benefit the, the church in Atlanta down the road. Um, and so finding out what would be the best fit for each each seminarian uh, where they can be formed um, really um, with all their gifts with everything that they're bringing um, and then obviously the entire time that they're in seminary they're considered men in formation and that has a number of different uh, levels on its own uh, but journeying with them I always say that time is so precious it's it's also very fickle um, it's a high pressure environment uh, it's a beautiful environment they have kind of the community the support of, of the their brothers there in the seminary but they're away from the, their families they're away from the diocese they're away from their normal communities that maybe fostered the vocation um, so being able to check in on them to visit them to accompany them um, and to keep up with the demands that are being put on them in terms of like really becoming configured to Christ the priest um, which is a big phrase a very daunting thing to consider but um, in all of that that is being asked of them being able to also just give them the support that they need and then leading us to ordination um, where like you know a man completes that journey and the archbishop and the church kind of determines their readiness for ordination and then kind of seeing the joy of that 
um, is is really beautiful uh, to to be able to see men get to that point, and then to remind them it's just beginning <laughs> at that point because it's an ongoing thing, and we'll talk about that as well because that's where you come in in your role at the archdiocese as well. And you're 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 a shepherd for this process for mm. all of these these young men, and um, you, I think he, he just told me Father Ray just um, shared that he was going to be traveling to visit all the seminarians. Mm. Um, that's a, in the month of October, right. so he t- there's a lot of touching base and things mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Doing so. evaluations, visit them, checking in, being able to be there in, present in front of them to be able to see really how they're doing, you know, um, be able to notice things if they need support in certain ways. And um, But I'm not a big traveler myself, so it's always a difficult thing. So scheduling everything in October hopefully is going to work out <laughs> just fine. But uh, I ask for prayers for the, those those travels because um, it's a very good thing to do, uh, but it's, it's personally a little difficult, but uh, it'll be fine. It'll be good to see them. Well, speaking of prayers for priests, um, that is what is near and dear to my heart. I was a um, convert to the Catholic faith and was confirmed about 14 years ago after attending a silent retreat. And I asked the question, what am I protesting? Because I was a a lifelong Presbyterian, but attending a non-denominational church at the time. So the journey took me on, that took, the question took me on quite a journey and I did a lot of um, Googling. I'm uh, sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but it took me a, a minute. What am I protesting? Because a Protestant. Exactly. I, I, okay, I, it, I didn't yeah. have to make the connection there. Ex- sorry, go ex- ahead. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I, But that caused, the, the, the question was a pivotal question that I asked in my mm-hmm. lifetime. And I don't have anything against the Protestant faith. My mother is still Presbyterian, and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for my faith growing up. But I did have questions. And so I started this process, um, and... Uh, you know, I I visited the Catholic sites. I watched shows like EWTN. I would have loved to have had the Quest at the time, mm-hmm. um, but that resource wasn't available to me at that point in time. But it is for the people now that are going through this journey. So, um, you know, several years and 60 books later, I came into the church. And since that time, my brother converted and then began discerning the mm-hmm. priesthood. And he is now a priest wow. in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, name is Father Mark White. He was at the cathedral for a little while, which is my parish. That was a huge blessing. Um, and now he is down at St. Joseph's and Queen of Angels near Washington and Thompson, Georgia. So uh, vocations and supporting priest is near and dear to my heart. And when the, the position opened at the Archdiocese and ongoing formation, I um, it, for planning their meetings and their events, priest events and meetings, I, you know, I just applied immediately. And, um, and then I started realizing, wow, you know, our priest, we... We need more priests, um, and the priests that we have are wonderful, but they can they can stretch themselves too thin, and become overworked, and so they really just they need a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, Bishop Ned contacted me, and actually his sister was involved in the Seven Sisters Apostolate, which is a prayer ministry for priests. She was involved in it in her diocese, and he asked, he's like, is there any way that we can start this up here in the Archdiocese of Atlanta? I'd like for our priests to have the same prayer support. So um, I, 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 you know, jumped on it, and we started, we introduced it actually at the Eucharistic Congress, and now we're just trying to recruit more Seven Sisters. It's actually a um, a ministry and an apostolate that um, 
is their, their call is actually to strengthen the church by ensuring that a holy hour is prayed each day of the week for the sole intentions of a specific priest or bishop. They call it a holy wasting or a lavishing of prayer for a priest's deeper conformity of Christ. So it's a beautiful, beautiful mission. Um, it's actually a group of seven sisters who pray for one priest, mm-hmm. either their pastor or their parochial vicar, Each sister takes a different day of the week. So the priest is covered in prayer for one hour every day. Um, So uh, as as the little um, advertisement for the ministry says, you know, there are no meetings and there's no paperwork. So it's a win-win. It's just prayer. It's just prayer. It's solely prayer. And, um, you know, it's a one-year commitment. So people sign up. And I'm told, though, by Bishop Ned's sister, her name is Kathleen. She's just wonderful. She's like, you know what? She goes, when people, it's it's time for the sister to sign up again, they always do. Because they see such changes in their their priests and their parochial vicars. And they're so excited to continue to pray and support their priest in ministry. So um, if anybody is interested, anybody that's listening is interested in um, joining up and being a seven sister, they can visit at sevensistersapostolate.org and find out um, a lot of information about it. uh, Amanda, you said so much right there, and I want to dissect some of the things you just said because it all relates back to the quest. It does. Before I I get into that, I just want to mention uh, this is the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. And to keep great things like this going on, and I'll explain exactly what it is, but I want to give that phone number right now, 470-508-1160. You can go to thequestatlanta.com. You can donate from the app uh, that's on your phone. And once again, that phone number is 470-508-1160. So Amanda, you were talking about, hey, what am I protesting? Why why am I a Protestant? And when you started getting into that, it, it, it reminded me so many times of the journey home, the, the show we run at 11 a.m. on weekdays. Uh, and, and that's always a story about somebody who... Uh, was maybe Protestant like you were, and and what led them to the Catholic faith, and it, it, so great programming like that is here on the Quest. Also, another thing you were talking about is the Seven Sisters. Now we're running that uh, message. It's a little fifteen-second message that runs throughout the day, every day, and letting people know to pray for priests. And uh, this is Bishop Ned's thing i guess i'll call it i don't know <laughs> but it's 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 his near to near to his heart and so we're getting the word out about that for the seven sisters like you are as well and and in order for us to serve the community here uh it it does take money so if you can donate if anybody can donate anything right now whatever that donation is for the next mm, 10 minutes or so up until nine o'clock we have a dollar for dollar match and i don't care like i said if it's five dollars if it's two thousand dollars every dollar of that will be matched if you call 470-508-1160 go to thequestatlanta.com or you can donate on the app as well uh so we got to wrap it up here pretty soon but uh, go ahead amanda did you have more well, yes, you know, Bishop Ned's, um, he is he's in charge of priest personnel. The mm-hmm. bishops are kind of divided in their responsibilities as he's in charge of priest personnel at, at the archdiocese. And he's actually my boss in ongoing formation, and he's um, Father Ray's boss in vocations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he's concerned. His One of his chief concerns is about his priest, about 
the happiness, the holiness, and if his priests are healthy, you know, um, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. And so, you know, he knows that the, uh, that, you know, the foundation um, of the church is, is really the priest and they need to be fortified and supported in prayer. Um, there's this really beautiful quote in the seven sisters brochure by a father Fitzgerald that says, in strengthening the priest, you strengthen the whole church, strengthen the priest and you strengthen the whole foundation. You strengthen everything in the church. Mm -hmm. So we are just really called to support our priest and our seminarians because we need strong seminarians so they can make strong priest. And as Father Ray had said earlier, it is one of those things where it's a fickle time in seminary. They have a lot of pressure. They're learning a lot. So, you know, we, we always, we always pray for our seminarians, but it's really important that we continue to pray, you know, pray, pray for our priests, even our retired priests, our, our retired priests actually do say a lot of masses, give a lot of sacraments. They still give of themselves, even though they are not maybe a pastor or parochial vicar. So I think it's really important that they're covered as well. Mm -hmm. So I would just really encourage people to think about participating in the ministry. Um, think about um, you know, just visit the seven sisters apostolate.org on online and it can tell you how to sign up and give more information about how to start a group at your church. And men, do not do not fear. There is a um, there is a, a fasting brothers that is a, a group that that joins along with the seven sisters, and it's a, a a brother will take a day of the week and fast for a certain priest, and it's um, a, a group of six brothers instead of seven because Sunday's a feast day, and so there's no fasting on Sunday. So um, you can find out more about that on that same website. But these are just ways that we can strengthen our priest and our seminarians, and I hope that everybody will join us in, in helping out with that. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Thank you, Amanda. That's such a, a, a great cause. It really is. I want to mention, a, a give a shout out to a few people here. Uh, we've got Susan from Johns Creek. Thank you very much. Uh, Dolores. Oh, well, we had one from your daughter, and now she's doing it in, in, uh, in honor of, of her daughter, Amanda. So we, we got it on both ends there, from your daughter and now your mom. Uh, so we thank her, uh, Dolores, and also uh, Suzanne from Sandy Springs. Thank you all very much. Each one of those donations is going to be matched dollar for dollar. So I don't care what it was, $1,000, $5, anything in between, it is matched dollar for dollar. And all you have to do is call 470-508-1160, go to thequestatlanta.com, or go to the Quest Atlanta app, and hit the donate button. And I just wanted to see, Father Ray, I think that you had mentioned um, in our conversation earlier that there's some events coming up for people who might be discerning. So I wanted to maybe you, you could talk about that for a minute of course, before very, we wrap up. Certainly. So we have a, um, uh, all of these events can be found on calledbychrist.com. That's calledbychrist.com. It's really easy to remember. I love that. We've had that for, for a long, long time, and um, it's very unique. But all of our events are on that page because I'm not going to be able to even remember all of them myself. But everything from our monthly discernment masses for men and women um, to our upcoming like uh, come and see visits to the seminaries, then also discernment retreats that are going to be happening. In particular, I want to point out on November 12th, that'll be like the culmination of National Vocations Awareness Week. November 12th, we're going to have a, uh, a, discern a discernment mass 
followed by a vocations fair at the Cathedral of Christ the King, um, which that used to happen a long time ago, and it hasn't happened since. And I just really am excited about being able to really bring all of the religious uh, serving in the archdiocese, and then even some outside of the archdiocese, forward uh, to to be able to be present for anybody who is discerning a call to the priesthood or religious life. So we're inviting all of the religious orders um, serving in the diocese, and, and, and we're reaching out to some of them, some contemplatives that are outside of the diocese, to be able to come that day and to just be present, to be on a panel, and to be able to answer any questions that uh, men and women who are discerning might have. But that's November 12th at 10 a.m. at the cathedral is the Mass, and then right after the Mass will be the the, the vocation fair, followed by a panel where uh, we'll be able to ask questions um, in, in a more public forum. But more than anything, just to have an opportunity to encounter and to ask questions personally to different religious orders, living out different charisms, really seeing the church fully alive in the different ways that the mission is being lived. So that's November 12th at the Cathedral of Christ the King. Everything begins at 10 a.m. I'd really love to see uh, many, many people there because I know that the Lord is doing many things in this diocese. That's a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, I think we're about to wrap up. Um, Father Ray, would you like to close us in prayer? Of course. Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we praise you and we thank you for the many ways that you show us your love and the many ways that you invite us on this journey and on this mission. Most of all, the way that uh, you invite us to, to see the needs around us and to respond with a generous heart. We thank you, Lord, for the gratitude, with gratitude for the generosity of uh, everybody supporting this mission, everybody supporting the efforts of Quest Radio, and we ask that you continue to send your Holy Spirit to guide everyone involved uh, to uh, do and accomplish everything that you desire to accomplish through this wonderful resource. We pray, Lord, for men and women discerning in the diocese, for our priests, that they may be uh, good and holy priests. And we pray for our families, uh, that uh, they will learn Uh, to uh, support the mission of the church in fostering vocations in their own communities and their families. We ask all this in your most holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Uh, And I'm just going to mention real quick here that um, everybody that that donates or calls in, just you you don't have to donate, uh, but we're going to have a novena of masses, and that's going to be offered up for the members of families of your family who if they're away from the faith so it's a whole novena of masses offered up for those people and if you want to donate you're going to be on that list everybody who donates or if if you can't swing a donation right now i realize times are tough you know inflation and all coming out of the pandemic maybe you just don't have it and that's fine too just get your name on the list and uh We'll go from there. And uh, we still have maybe three minutes left for that match money. So you still have time to get a donation in there. Uh, Thank you, Christine from Roswell. Just saw that pop up on the list. So thank you, Christine. And just remember, your your donation was matched dollar for dollar. Uh, Amanda Haley, Father Ray, thank you very much for being here and helping out supporting the quest. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave.